If you're the kind of dad who can program nine remotes into one, well, then you're some kind of sorcerer. And this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D, the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and dads of any life, anywhere. Hello, and welcome to season number six, episode number eight. We're calling this episode The Morning Dad because we have supervising producer of the fourth hour of the Today Show with Hoda and Jenna. His name is Gavin Shulman. We're looking forward to hearing what it's all about producing a very popular morning news and pop culture program. My name is Adam D, and it is such a pleasure now to introduce my good friend and podcast partner, the man who puts the the in bed to the dad, and that's Coach Randy. Hey, Coach! Adam D, so nice to be here back in the den. Uh, 91 episodes in, over a thousand downloads last week. What who, are we doing right? Who are these people? What are we doing you know, right? They speak one language That's on the show, and these folks are coming in from, from all over the world. From all over the world. So congratulations, and I think our most successful downloaded week ever. Is that right? I believe so. Well, and you know that we're watching. Like, we're obsessing about this. Oh, every email week. comes in. It's like opening up a, a Christmas or Hanukkah gift. It's every Sunday, 10 o'clock. That email comes in. I look at the numbers. And we had close to 1,100 downloads in one week. Well, we could thank each other, but we really have to thank the listeners. The listeners. Thank for you. For downloading, thank listening, and staying with us. Thank you, listener. as you know, we really love putting this together, and we hope that you love listening to it as much as we like producing it. You know who else likes listening to our show? And producing it? Yeah, and producing Well, it. producing what, what they produce for, for, for their clients. Yes. And that's, of course, Becky Berman and Berman Branding. See what I just did there? You did a transition. I did an Adam D right Would there. Would you call that a segue? Or as it looks like on paper, segu? A segu. You did a segu. Segu. See, now we do speak two languages. Yes, we do. Yes, Becky Berman, Berman Branding, for all of your marketing, web design, and graphic design needs. You know, Becky designed the Bone Daddy logo. That is the logo you see on social media with the skull, the hat, the pipe, and the glasses. We gave her some ideas. She put an image together. Voila, she hit the mark. Imagine what she can do for you. Reach out to Becky Berman. Go to BermanBranding.com or check out all of her memes, awesome memes, on at Berman Branding. At Berman Branding, that's Instagram and Facebook, of course. So another great week for you, Adam D? I was very, very busy. Was it golf field? I mean, it was teacher's yeah. convention. So yeah. if I'm correct, did you do this 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 college you know, tour thing? Yeah, everyone's out there. Yeah. You know, juniors and seniors are out uh, touring the country. We did. You know, we took Perry, my oldest, out for her first college visit. Ironically, we took her to my alma mater, which mm -hmm. was Hofstra University in Hempstead, New York, out on Long Island. And it was a trip down memory lane. There's mm -hmm. no question. Now, we go there about once a year for a basketball game or like an a cappella concert, but when you take the tour, yeah, like with the experts, with uh, the people from admissions, yeah. and they take you into the academic buildings, and you could see how many upgrades they've made and all the new technology, like all the new careers that didn't exist yeah. when I graduated back in 1990 your business. Yeah, well, uh, I was going to say so. It's amazing. I'll give you an example. Please. Um, business school. Yeah. I, I went to the communication school, but the business school, which is what Perry's interested in, there's a cybersecurity lab. 
There's a, a stock trading desk. There's a whole class just for stock trading. So you get hands-on experience to understand what it really... Hands-on what it takes to lose money, yeah. So it's true in this essence that you really do go to college to get a job as opposed to just the education. So now, now these colleges aren't screwing around. Yeah. They realize that it's so competitive to get students mm -hmm. that you have to have majors that speak to what's happening in the, the economy. World. Yeah. Right? So your education, your psychology, your healthcare, that's always been a mainstay. But some of these hot new industries mm -hmm. like cybersecurity, there was no cyber anything yes. uh, back, in, uh, back in the mid-90s. But now it's kind of a big deal. Um, Shark Tank. They've taken the Shark Tank concept mm -hmm. and made that a course in business school. You have I to come up with you, your own. I hope they're giving you money for this plug for after going through this tour. You deserve money they for this plug. They are not giving me a dime. If anything, it costs me time in traffic and money to get out there. I spend money in the cafeteria and the bookstore. They do owe me money yes. because I've made incremental investments over, over the last few years and especially this weekend. But um, you know, to, but the whole idea, just backing up, mm -hmm. of going on these college tours when I feel like I'm not that far removed from college myself, uh, is a bug out. But you are far from that time. 25 years. I'm just saying. 25 that is, years. That's, that is a bit wild. Yeah. But it has to be very nice or almost surreal to watch you watch Perry yes. through these particular tours. What was that like for you? You know, um, I, you know, I think she's just sort of revving up the engine as to what she needs to be curious about. You know, she knows what she wants in a school. Mm -hmm. uh, she would actually like a big school. She wants sports management. So really, if I can give you a little bit of dad advice, uh -oh. if you're, if you're a dad this. that's taking your kids on a college tour, it's have questions prepared. Like know what you want and see if the people in admissions or the other representatives of the different academic programs or clubs or sports or whatever your kids are into can answer those questions because that will that will solve a, a lot of those issues and you know have them interact with the students to see if these are the kinds of students that you know your your kid would jive with. Not so great because as you know you said you're gonna head out there it started me thinking about okay Michaela's a, you know a sophomore so we've already started planning our visits next year for Michaela yeah. for Teachers Convention um, and so I want to thank you for doing that because I I've been out of that world for so long because the other two uh, that is yeah. something because we live in New Jersey we have Teachers Convention yeah I think it's a great idea and I imagine that it was really a good time to kind of be with your family and think about we were talking about this other as our listeners know we go to the Outer Banks yes and if we're able to do it next August because we have a lot of different things that might be the very last time because then Perry's off to college. Off to college. And, and she ruins everything for us. Well, in terms um, of OBX. Yeah. Well, you, That's you, a lot you of weight on her shoulders. That, you could pin that blame on her. Uh, but, you know, when you become a junior and senior in high school, you have a lot of responsibilities that seem to occur like the week before school starts you or got, the last week of August. Yeah. And, yeah so I'm so excited. I'm, we've been there watching her grow uh, and everything else. I mean, for me, uh, my week was nowhere near as exciting as yours, except. Softball is over. Hey, now is that a mazel tub? Yes. Is that a thank goodness? It's, 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 a combina it's a combination of both. Yeah. Fall Big softball. Coach. It's Paul softball is now over. I mean, as you know, you know, Michaela broke her finger, so she hasn't been playing for a oh, couple yeah. weeks. But Brianna, it is over. It is done. We can now go back to having family dinners. We can get to family time. We no longer have to freeze. We sit outside watching yeah. uh, anything. And so for me, that was like a really high for the, for the uh, for this week. So, so. Cole, when we were growing up. Your sport was in the season it was assigned. Absolutely. Baseball yeah. was in the spring, spring lacrosse yep. in the spring, basketball winter. 
now these these sports are being played all year round. I don't know if softball is being played. It is now being in, in the winter. Not well in the, the northeast. Well, there's winter workouts, and if you if you're down in Florida, if you're getting you're, you're playing the states, all year. You're playing all year, which yeah. is terrible for the human body. It's terrible for kids. They're playing way too much. That's why professionals have an off season. Mm-hmm. Um, That's so. A good point. You know, for us, you know, we just go to uh, our, our coach, so we do it once a week. We do it for, for learning purposes, but that's that element of competition and everything else. It's, it really is amazing, but I'm just thankful fall softball. And if the listeners didn't realize how thankful I am, I'm so thankful that I get fall that softball sense. And now you're going to go into hibernation, right? Yeah. Because your kids don't really do the winter sports. No winter sports. Uh, okay. But I know that you had a wonderful experience today with Aiden. Yeah, so Aiden's a golfer, yes, and that's becoming a sport that's all year round. Um, like even in the winter, if the weather is decent enough, you can go out onto a public course and yeah. play. So interesting concept. We were at City Field, which of course is the home of the lovable New York Mets. Notice how I didn't say very winning New York Mets, they are but not they're very a, a lovable. A the nineteen eighty six World yeah, Champion. Still waiting. Still <laughs> waiting. At least my my kids are still waiting. Um, but they have this program, I think they do in a lot of other stadiums, called Stadium Links, okay. where they turn the field, right, the baseball field, into like a golf course. Yeah. And you may have heard of Top Golf, where they have these targeted games, yeah. right? You hit off a tee and you yeah. try to get into certain targets. Sure. Same kind of thing. They took the outfield, mm-hmm. made nine holes, and you go all over the stadium, hitting from certain parts of the, of the seats. Mm-hmm. Like you could be... On the field level, you could be in the upper deck, you could yeah. be in the mezzanine, and you have certain targets, and there are... Almost like Frisbee golf, but with real golf clubs and balls. Right, just like it, but different. Yes. That's how, <laughs> how I put it. Yeah, but it was uh, it was very cool. Yeah. Um, you know, Aiden was in all his glory because he's a diehard Mets fan and a diehard golfer, so we're at the nexus. We're at yeah. the combination of two areas of euphoria for him, and I was in euphoria because I was a dad that was taking yeah. him and, and got to hit as well, and naturally he beat me by by four strokes. There was a, a scoring system in place, which I could explain in another episode. But um, I know they've been doing this at other major league stadiums, and if you're into golf and you're also into baseball, not, not a bad way to go, not, not a bad activity. You know, so I think it's great that you're a daddy caddy. It's great. Uh, these memories you're creating with uh, with Aiden will, will last forever. And at some point... Well, at least will be, be like, on Facebook, so well, I guess they will last forever. They will last forever. Uh, but what some of our listeners don't know is you're actually also... A comedian. That's what also made my weekend very, very right? busy. And but you're, but you're a fan of comedy. I'm coach, a true, so. true fan, and I, I admire you, the comedian. I'm a speaker, and I, you know, you're starting to get inspire me. But now you're no longer an amateur. You're no longer an amateur comedian. You're actually a professionally paid comedian, yeah. right? And so last night for our listeners, there's this great, great uh, uh, comedian show at the Shillelagh Club. Yes, right in in West Orange. In West Orange, apparently is open to the public, and I didn't know that all these apparently years. Apparently, did not know. It was actually a very lovely, very location. It has you know full bar, food, everything else upstairs, yeah. and uh, uh, there was like seven, seven comedians. Yeah. Um, one is the the headliner. Right. So this is Ha Ha for Humanity, which is a charity that is run by one of our season one guests, Rob Field. So usually when he does these shows, a portion of the proceeds goes to a charity, yeah. and it just so happened that last night's show, the money went to the Shillelagh Club, the Friendly Sons well, yes, yes, of yes. the Shillelagh Club. Right? So, so I, when I get in that kind of a world, I love I love comedians. Um, um, I, I love people who like people to laugh. I think we need a lot of laughter. You need quite a bit of that, you yeah. know. And before previous years, it wasn't so hard to find things to laugh about, but then it became so frankly scary that laughing it was true but now there's some really funny stuff out there 
Uh, and what I found the irony of this place is called the Friendly Sons of the Shillelagh. Mm -hmm. So me being a, stu a student of Shillelaghs. Shillelaghs. <laughs> Because um, I didn't know what it's... Can you spell shillelagh? <laughs> not even close. Because when I was trying to type it no, to, no, no. to advertise it's, the show, I could no. not spell shillelagh. It, 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 and autocorrect was no help. It, 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 it's, it's shillelagh, right? So it's S-H-I-L-L-E-L-A-G-H. Right, because it's Gaelic, right? Because it, it's, it's friendly sons of shillelagh. So I'm thinking to myself, what is a shillelagh? So like, all intrigued persons, I Googled it. Yeah. So I'm just going to give Google you... Google never disappoints. It is a noun. Oh, thank goodness. It is a noun. It's not, you can't shillelagh somebody. Because if you were shillelaghing somebody, yes. eh, it sounds That's a little a dirty. Verb, right? sounds a little dirty. So a shillelagh, so friends of the shillelagh is a noun, right? Yeah, okay. A thick stick of blackthorn or oak used in Ireland typically as a weapon. So this, <laughs> this is a blunt instrument. This is a blunt used instrument. Used to beat people up. Correct. Now, uh, have you ever seen Games of New York? No, oh, yeah. Right? The guy that comes out of the house with that big stick in his hand? Yeah. That is a shillelagh. This isn't the Daniel Day-Lewis character. Yes, Daniel. Oh, it is. Yes, okay. yes. But not, no, he's not. The, he was a cutter. He was the butcher. Uh-huh. That's right. There's another guy who was the Irishman uh -huh. who comes out carrying that, and he would put like a notch on that. That's like, that's, that is actually what a shillelagh club looks like. Yeah. So there's a play on words, shillelagh club. Yeah. Right? So it's your legitimately... Uh, it's a club club. A club club. Okay. So, right? But how can you be the friendly sons of a weapon that kills? This is a great bit, Coach. There's irony. I'm laughing on the inside. I think, you know, next time Rob Field has a haha -ha for humanity shillelagh, you got to go up there and open with that. I just got, I mean, I'm just thinking about, do you not realize, I keep waiting for community yeah. there and say, folks, do you not understand what this word means? Yeah. And you're supporting a weapon. Yeah. It's almost like saying um, the, the friendly hippies of the M16 club, right? <laughs> exactly. So I just, first of all, Mazel Tov on a great set. That you, was fun. That was just so much fun. You, you really, I get the pleasure every week being with you, seeing how talentedly funny you are. And I do. I feel like I'm your Ed McMahon because you're so funny. Uh, but seeing you up there last night, you've got your persona, you've got your hat on, you're 100% you. I laughed, not because I've, I want to just make you feel better. I laughed because you genuinely made me it feel good. It wasn't a good. pity laugh. It wasn't. Really... No, no. It was a, yeah. deep in my heart. I love Adam D. Uh, you've got your stage. I'm so proud that you do that. Uh, and then, I don't really, I, I like the other comedians, but I... Uh, they were pretty, I, thought, I thought he had picked a pretty, yeah, good, pretty good, good No, my wife's, good like, my wife's like, why aren't you laughing? I'm like, uh, it's kind of funny. You got up there, I laughed, and then through the, the headliner. Uh, so, really, really proud of you, Adam D. I'm so proud to be your partner in this podcast yeah same um, but uh i know we have a great guest coming up and just want to thank you again for being my friend and mazel tov on being a paid comedian yes i mean i've already spent the 30 dollars i got <laughs> at the bar downstairs yes. but it was it was good to, good to move from guy who's volunteering in comedy to well somebody who's get, got a couple shows yes, we got it. there we had to pay you know which is fine mm -hmm. i have no problem paying but knowing that part of the money that i paid yeah that went you, to you pay for paid your drinks that directly to me i would have rather pay that to you or at least pay for the drinks that night yeah. but nonetheless then you couldn't say that you were a professionally paid comedian now you're in the world's a professional so paid. just to put in perspective i know that you know 25 dollars to lay out for a cover is a lot but per think, person per, per person. person i know i know you, you've said that a few times um, but if you were like Catch a Rising Star or Caroline's, yeah. you'd probably be paying that. Plus the two drink minimum. The two drink minimum, yes. Um, but you probably would not be seeing uh, a show at a place that promotes weaponry. Weaponry. <laughs> Gavin Shulman is our guest. 
on episode eight of season six. He is a supervising producer of the Today Show. I think you're really going to like the interview. Keep it here on Bad to the Dad. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. I know you want more of Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. And you're probably wondering, well, how do I get when the podcast isn't being streamed? Well, you go to social media and we've got a handle for that. That's at Bad to the Dad, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can even follow us on both Randy and Adam D's LinkedIn profiles. We're always posting about what's going on with the show and who our guest is. Again, at Bad to the Dad is the handle. We also have a website. That's www.badtothedad.com. And you can learn a little bit more about your hosts. And also download the episodes if you can't get us on Apple or Spotify. That's badtothedad.com. Got a guest idea, show idea, question for the guest, question for the host? You can email us. That is contact us at badtothedad.com. Great guest today for episode number eight of season six, Coach. We have Gavin Shulman, who's a supervising producer of the Today Show. We are big fans of the Today Show. We know that a lot of, of our listeners like the Today Show. So they're probably very curious as to what goes on behind the scenes and what it's like to be a dad and producer of the Today Show. Gavin, great to see you again. Thanks so much for making time for Bad to the Dad. Welcome. Welcome aboard. All right. Excited to be here. Um, and I should drill in that while I work at the Today Show, I specifically work today with Hoda and uh, the fourth hour. Okay. So I hope uh, I hope that's also where your uh, listeners are are tuned in on that fourth hour, the the wacky uh, final hour. Yeah, but we did an unofficial, official, unofficial poll amongst our listeners, um, kind of offhand, kind of on the fly. And clearly the, the fourth hour of the Today Show was their favorite, is what they said. Out of all four hours, it was the fourth hour. So you need to know that you're, you're right where you need to be with our listeners. Well, that's a win for us and a shout out to the Bad to the Dad community for that uh, vote of confidence. We'll, we'll have to remind them that we've shouted out to them and <laughs> told them what they like. Well, we know what they like because they're bad to dad listeners. That's right. and, yeah. You know, they're just, we're actually like a cult group of people now. We're, we've got this leader in Adam D and his genuine kindness, and people just cannot help but follow him and his words of wisdom. Well, I girls. love how you talk about me so much, but I want to learn more about Gavin. So you mentioned that you're producing the fourth hour of the Today Show. So does that mean you have to be up at the crack of dawn to produce that show? So I am up early, but I am not, I, I would not call it the crack of dawn. My alarm is set for 630 and then I am on pretty much from seven on because, you know, if you're work clock, those are the people that are up at like 3am and that is not something I could do. So I, I am up early, but I'm not, I'm not, it's not miserably early. So tell us what you do for the fourth hour of the of the Today Show, and you know what kind of content you're you're putting together for that. Part. Yes. Yeah. So the first fifteen minutes of the show is what we call the chat, 
And that is when our ladies are talking about uh, the news of the day, news in heavy quotes, because our news is pop culture. Um, our news is sort of funny surveys that came out. Our news is if the ladies went on a date night the night before. So our news is heavy quotes, but I am waking up at o'clock. I am getting a from one of my producers of everything pop culture going on in the world. I am then meeting with uh, my boss, my team, and we are honing in on the four topics that we think the ladies will have the most and the funniest to talk about. Um, this is the segment when they're sitting at the table. They used to be drinking wine. We've gotten rid of trying to picture it's them sitting at the table talking about. We are honing in on those topics, figuring out what we're going to say, figuring out any bits we're going to do, figuring out what elements we need. And then at nine o'clock, we're talking to Hoda and Jenna and making sure that they agree with us and that they're good to go on these topics. That's that's that's, that's like a really fun, like a, uh, uh, a very uh, fancy kind of job for you to have. I mean, you're like, you, you do real work. I mean, you impact people's lives. You're in entertainment. Did you always want to be in the Today Show? How'd you get How'd you get started? How'd you get there? So I took a, a, a long and winding road. Um, a lot of people are lifers. Um, there's a great program, uh, the PAGE program. If you kids are looking to get into TV, a lot of people ask me, like, how do you get there? And I will say, if your kids are looking to get into TV, the NBA program, highly recommend co-worker started through that. That, however, was not my path. I always wanted to be a writer. Um, I wanted to be sort of a comedy writer. Um, and what that led to was my parents telling me I needed to get my bartending license because that, you know, like I needed a real job. Um, so I was a bartender out in LA and I was doing that and I wasn't loving it. And suddenly I got a gig back at New York, writing for Entertainment Weekly, the magazine. And I was working at the magazine, writing about TV. And I was like, you know what? I don't really want to write about TV. I want to be in TV. So I took a first job in TV, which was a reality show. It was called The Smoke Present, World's Dumbest Criminals. It was one of these, you get a bunch of D-list celebrities and they make fun of clips of people. Um, and that was my first break in. And then from there, I just kind of built. But the weird thing, and I think what might interest you, is I actually came in through sports, which is an odd way to end up at Hoda and Jenna. But um, I ended up uh, through, a, after a bunch of jobs, I ended up at ESPN. And I was working for Keith Olbermann when he had a late night show at ESPN. This was probably about seven years ago. Um, and then my right boss, yep. Yep. And then my boss left there to come to the Today Show, asked me to come along. Uh, um, I did. And I've now been there eight years and uh, I love it. So, Gavin, have you found that a lot of your colleagues in TV who started out and, and, and had a pathway have gone on to other careers because they were impatient or they don't like the hours, they don't like the lifestyle? What have you seen? Actually, where I work, I'm shocked at how long people have been there. Like if, if you talk to most people um, on our show and you, they've been there 15 years, 20 years, and 
even the people that's like there, there isn't as much movement. It's a really nice place. It's also, it's a bit of a unicorn in the TV space and that the today show has been on for, I should know this, but I don't, but let's say 70 years or something wild like that. Um, and it's, most likely not going anywhere. So most people I know work in TV, they're working for this show, it gets canceled. They're working for this show, it gets canceled. They're working for this show, so on and so forth. Um, the Today Show is a bit of an outlier in that it's an institution. So really what I'm dealing with is a bunch of lifers, um, which is great. So uh, I'm gonna give you a pitch. Let's say you have a family member who has a podcast about dads huh. and uh, they have a lot of great dads on. Uh, and given the uh, the demographics of your audience, uh, I'd imagine many females, mothers, we always give shout outs to the fact that the most, the most challenging job in the world is being a mother. So just, just spitballing here, what a great topic to have two dads come on, Battle the Dad podcast. I'm going to let you run with it. What do you think? I get where you're coming from. I see how that could certainly be a fit. We, we do veer towards the moms, so maybe it's time to incorporate the dads, and maybe the moms want to hear from the dads. It is dads praising mom for being the number one toughest job. We have a belief here, Gavin. We did, a, again, an unofficial, official, unofficial survey of the world's most difficult job, and mothers always end up coming yeah. on top. It's like double secret probation, but in any event, mom was number one by far and away. And then number two is the guy who cleans the Verrazano Bridge because it is a very big bridge. And then working, you know, people work in a coal mine and then first responders, military, people in healthcare. Dad is somewhere in the deep hundreds, like 900 something. And, and even Way easier day. We keep moving back. You know, we, we're like that team that has, you know, in, in the NCAAs, you have high hope for them. They're, they're in the top 25 and then they can't seem to win a game. That, that's what dad is in the bad to the dad community. Would you agree with that, Kurt? I can't agree with more. And the more you talk about it, I think this is a great pitch. I mean, yeah. I, from two real true amateurs in the world of pitching. Well, I tell you, when, when the Kardashians... Yeah, I like it, too, because... I, I come on. Yeah, and I will say, if, if you have been pitching it as coming on to sort of um, criticize bombs or, uh, you know, take them down, I think that would be a tough pitch. I think our audience... Would not, but I think a, a praise of moms, I think we might, that, that might, that might sell. Okay. Well, we'll lay it on very thick because we, we tend to do that every episode, right? Dads are nothing if you don't have, if you don't have a good mom. So Gavin, I think, you know, one thing our listeners might be interested in is, and, and you might get this question all the time, what are Hoda and Jenna really like? <laughs> yes. Uh, so what I would love is to be able to give you some sort of palace intrigue that like behind the scenes, they are these monsters when that is just as far from the truth as it could be. They are honestly, honestly, just like wonderful, delightful people. And I mean, if you know Hoda and you see, I think if you have that image of her as like ever sunny and smiling and taking selfies, that's who she is. Like a big part of my responsibility if we are out on the plaza is, is wrangling Hoda from taking too many selfies. That is a legitimate <laughs> part of my job description. Um, and Jenna is, uh, I will say Jenna is one of the funnier people I know. 
Uh, and that is just the truth. If, if anything, she's maybe a little bodier off camera, um, but she is just a very funny, very spontaneous, very, I can't believe she just said that person. Uh, yeah. And does she bring in, you know, anything from her family? Obviously she is George W. Bush's daughter. Um, you know, does she talk about, you know, growing up Bush and that? Yes. And that, and that kind of like, you're such a child. You know, she does a lot. And I will say uh, it is honestly a little off-putting when she talks about her childhood because it it is kind of normal in some ways. Like sometimes she'll drop things that are completely abnormal, but sometimes it's just like she was at she was at a she went to public high school. So she has high school stories. She went to the University of Texas. She has college stories that are like us. Now, sometimes there's like a twist where it's like she was like at a college party with the Secret Service. You know what I mean? Like there's there's odd things, but there yeah, but there's also a very there's a like she's she's more down to earth than I ever would have thought. Um, but I will say every once in a while, yes. Uh, one of her parents will come on the air and we will have to be like patted down by Secret Service on that day. Um, and it's funny because the, the juxtaposition the full, of being... The full, the full cavity search or is it just a body search? Only if you ask, you know okay. what I mean? Well, like only if that's your preference. I've asked you for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the, the joke of our show is like, you know, I mean, on the, on the earlier hours, they may do a hard-hitting news interview. On us, we had President Bush come on and we made him play a game of Pictionary. Um, so it's funny to sort of be dealing with the Secret Service when what you're asking of the former commander in chief is like to get up on an easel and uh, draw pictures for the ladies to guess. And how is the former president as an artist? Uh, have you ever seen his paintings? Oh, that's right. You, that's you've right. got that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you've got to Google this. He is he is surprisingly talented, a surprisingly talented painter. He is a a uh, he's that has been his retirement hobby has been portraiture. And uh, it's it's worth checking out. He Jenna was not happy with her portrait. He did one of Jenna and she was not happy with it. And we showed it on air. Um, but uh, besides that, most people are. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about Hoda, though. You know, Gavin was good enough to get uh tickets to the one of these plaza concert you know summer concert series shows i think it was um why why don't we was that the band i think why don't we was the band and uh, perry and, and michelle got to see it thanks to gavin and they met hoda and they said you know we're gavin's cousin full disclosure you know we're gavin's cousins and she took a selfie and said your cousins with fur face i guess that's what they <laughs> called you or called you so you're like uh, you're kind of like an internal yeah, celebrity. Like a nickname. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I we we joke. I am in the uh, I am in the Hoda and Jenna Hoda and Kathy Lee cinematic universe is what we say. <laughs> I am a a character that sometimes runs by in a costume or models in a segment or gets made fun of off air whatever they need. I am a, a jester on the side, if, if you will. And yes, Furface, 
that was actually the name Kathy Lee gave me um, for your listeners. I, I have a beard and yes. uh, that, that, that made me known as Furface. Um, so that is uh, how I'm referred to sometimes on the show. Right. So I understand that you have two, two kids, right? Two daughters, uh, a daughter and a son, a daughter, son, right? What are their ages? I really have to keep up with the family Facebook stream a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what um, are their ages? And names? I have twin um, who will turn six in December, and then I have Asa who will turn two in December. Their birthdays are four days apart. All right. And uh, I guess, uh, what do they think about what you do for a living? Or is your, your young one just too young to know, and you're just great than anything because you're dead? Young one is too too little to know, but I think your listeners would uh, like to know that he did. He was used on air. As we say, uh, I think this is true of any show, but definitely of Hoda Jen, we use every part of the Buffalo. So uh, every every kid, we, we're all somehow on the show. So Asa uh, was used to predict the Super Bowl, and he got it right. He nice. picked the Bucks over the Chiefs. So I think he earned himself a second year of predicting. You know, we had him crawl towards two helmets and he crawled and he lifted the Bucks helmet. So um, so I'm very proud of that. One of my prouder dad moments. Can you pick my um, fantasy, team? Also appears you pick my fantasy football team, Gavin? He's got to be doing a better job than I am. <laughs> Definitely would be doing a better job than me. That's for sure, too. Oh, I, I, did he, um, did he and Quinn also... Did he cover the spread? <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to go. I'll have to run the tape again. I'll have to re-roll the tape. Um, and Quinn also appears from time to time. She was most recently in a back-to-school segment, modeling a backpack, um, which got us a free backpack, which she now uses. Um, so that was very. We we really appreciated that. Um, and Quinn is definitely aware that I am. TV and she's been to the show. She's watched the show. She knows Hoda and Jenna. She, she gets it. Um, but, um, she sometimes wonders if she's famous because she's been on TV (laughs) and I have to explain that like, no, but she's like, but no one else in my class has been on TV. And I'm like, yeah, you have something there, but I just don't think you've broken into real fame. Um, and you know, that's a, it's a bit of a head trip for her to figure out. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, so as a dad, a bad, the dad, uh, what are some things you like to do with your family? Um, what do I like to do with my family is, um, you know, we, <laughs> we, I would say are, uh, a more of a parent led family than a, that a kid led family. Um, which is that we sort of bring the kids along on uh, like we see more of my friends than we go on play dates. And this is this this, though, might be changing uh, as our second becomes a little older. We're starting to lose that or, or, or people want to see us less now that we have two. I'm starting to get that feel. Um, but I don't know for us. We're, our, our big thing is we say on a weekend, we like to do a morning activity and an afternoon activity. And if we accomplish that, we feel like we really parented that day. If we have something planned that we do in the morning, something planned that we did in the afternoon, we nailed it. You, you've overachieved as far as we're concerned. So good stuff. So 
Gavin, you know, you got a lot, a lot of really good stuff going on in your life. You know, you have a really interesting job, great family, great wife. Of course, I know Mary very well, or at least, you know, we, uh, we, we touch base when there's a, there's a life cycle event happening. So what advice do you have for other dads, your dad advice? Um, and, it, and it could come from the perspective of being in television, or it could just come from a, a general perspective. What do you want uh, our dads to know about being a dad through the eyes of Gavin Schulman? Um, I don't, what I would say is I go back to the best piece of advice I ever got, which was, um, literally when we first had our, when we had Quinn, our oldest, we were at the hospital and we were, we were freaking out. We did not know we, you know, you were doing that thing where you were about to leave and you were taking them and you're like, Oh God, like this is mine. This, this is actually happening. Um, and the nurse said to us that you will be this baby's best mom and best dad. And because they are yours and that is all you need to know. And we really have taken that to heart. And so I think that is, that is my truth. And that's what I tell my friends is that you are the best dad for your kids. So you don't need to worry. You don't need to like read the Google forums. You don't need to freak out. Like, am I, am I killing it as a dad? Like, am I 100%? You are your kid's best dad. And I take that to heart. Um, and also my other piece of advice that I tell my friends, cause I have a lot of friends having babies now. Thank you. The other thing I tell my friends is that uh, the first four months, not so great. So don't, don't worry. Like it's, uh, so great. It, 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 it gets better. It gets better. It gets so, better. you know, like right out the gate, if you're not feeling it, it's okay. You know, I got to tell you, coach season number six, yeah. a lot of original dad vibes. Yes. You know, in, in years past, we've had a lot of themes, right? Yep. We've had a lot of similar dad vibes mm-hmm. this year, this season. A lot of yes. very original pieces of well, dad that you're like, you're going to be the best dad yeah. this kid has, unless, of course, they get kidnapped and be put in a cult. And that's the only other dad they know. But if that doesn't happen, <laughs> then you will be the best dad and mom that this kid will ever have. I kind of like that. I think that, that should go into the book that we will write eventually. But never someday. Happen. Yeah. Someday. Very cool. Gavin Shulman has, has been our guest on Bad to the Dad. He, of course, the supervising producer of The Fourth Hour. Of the Today Show, we're number four. We're, we're number four. four. Everybody now. We're. Okay, I know. Uh, Gavin, it's been great to have you on Bad to the Dad. I'm so glad that we're able to make this work and hopefully got to sleep in a little bit with the hour going back today. And uh, now we'll let you enjoy the rest of your day. Awesome. Thanks so much. That was really fun. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the Dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. Just a reminder, we are brought to you by Berman Branding. Visit Becky Berman and her team at BermanBranding.com or check them out on social media with the handle at Berman Branding. What can she do for you? The same thing she did for Coach Randy and the Bad to the Dad podcast. She can design a great logo, like the Bone Daddy logo. She can help you with your website, develop a marketing plan. It's not just design, it's a whole business strategy around marketing. Berman Branding, BermanBranding.com, and at Berman Branding. Coach, want to thank Gavin Shulman, the supervising producer of the fourth 
the fourth hour of the Today Show. Hour. With Hoda and Jenna Bush, and uh, I know Hoda's really cool. She's got a really great reputation for anybody who meets her. Learned a little bit more about Jenna Bush, uh, the former first daughter. Yeah. And I think I'd like to spend a little time, maybe at a cocktail party with hey, Jenna Bush. Hey. It sounds like a lot of fun. I got to tell you, I think that was a really great interview. I thought it was a really good interview. Because uh, you know we have short periods of time. Yeah. Uh, really good interview. I also think that I planted a seed. For us. Big time. Big time. Yeah. I mean... Well, you planted an oak. Uh, maybe it comes up with acorns that can keep on delivering. But I'm going to tell you, I think we'd be a great addition to the fourth hour because of what we do about Bad the Dead. I'll even take the fifth hour yeah. and get us on. There's going to be somebody is, watching this. Squish between fourth and fifth. I think yeah. it'll also be good. I the, think we're the, very the worthy. The 4.30. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think the target market fits. We yeah. often talk about the value of moms with, and the importance with dads and dad vice. I think a little uh, little subtle follow-up with Gavin might not be a bad idea. I'm well, just saying, and the, and the truth is, thank God you have a large family. <laughs> <laughs> that still wants to talk to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, look, we've got weddings, we've got bar mitzvahs. Fortunately, or un very unfortunate, you know, I've been meeting a lot of my family at funerals, but it is a great place to catch up. Yes, yeah, a great place to catch up. That's very funny. Another great guest. Uh, thank you so much. And it was really, uh, as I said in the early part of... Uh, our show. Uh, really proud of you. I'm really proud of what you do as a comedian, as a human being, as a dad, as a as a true friend. It means the world to me. Well, so likewise, thanks. Coach. I don't have a monopoly on this. You know, you do some great things too. And you know, I, again, all the martyrdom you were talking about being a softball mm -hmm. dad. I get it, especially when you get into October and early November, sitting out on that frozen <laughs> the frozen plastic, tundra of my storage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, watching these girls, you know, walk batter after batter yes, after batter. Yes, I mean, yeah. I, I can tell it gets a little frustrating, but we do it. Out of love. Because we love That's being dads. Bad. We're bad to the dead. Um, so next week, we're going to have another great guest. We're going to have Greg Klein, and he is one of the uh, operations heads of a casino, the Harris Casino, which is part of the Caesars family. And uh, I always want to know what kind of goes on behind well, the scenes. I can't wait to ask Ask him so many yeah, questions. You must because you before the pandemic, you'd go to casinos from time to time. Well, we would go to the Borgata often because yeah. I had a friend that got free rooms. Well, we're not, that's we're the not, way to do the Borgata. Exactly, we're not we're not big gamblers, but uh, we go to the meals and everything else. But there's, I'm fascinated by that whole world, and I doubt we'll get into the part. But there's also the other dark side of it, the uh, the yeah. part you see in movies often that come out from Hollywood about the. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to use the word mob and things like that, but that okay. whole that well, whole that's side. How Vegas was built, you know. Right? That's how with uh, with uh, with what's his guy, the Jewish guy, Bugsy, Bugsy, Siegel. Bugsy, Bugsy Siegel. Yeah. So I, I am curious to see what it's like to actually be in that, and is it really true that the house always wins? Who knows? I think I'd like to know that too. Yeah. But you know, from an HR perspective, where are we finding the people ah. to staff these casinos? See, you are because nobody wants to work. Uh -huh. If nobody wants to work in nursing, I can't imagine anybody wants to work in casinos. Um. Unless, of course, it's good tips. All about the tips. All about, All about the tips. Cash money, got to get paid. Show me the green. All about the Benjamins. That's great. So we'll have Greg Klein on next week. Listeners, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week, and stay bad to the dad.